we are ministering in the in, in the late hours. It's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, right now it's coming up for 2 o'clock in the morning here in Israel. And why are we broadcasting in the middle of the night? What is it? We are sacrificing <clears throat> to minister in the night watch. We want to be ministering in the times where it's the quietest. You know, for us, it might not be in that time zone where you're watching from, but you know, for us, we're pressing in in that late night hour because there's less, there's no interruptions. It's a time we can just come aside and say, you know, Father, I want to hear you in the secret place. I want to hear you in the night. You know, as I shared on those who get the emails, I talked about how Yeshua, he walked on the water and came out to meet them on the fourth watch, you know, of the night. And that's like between three o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. And that's the time I believe that is important for us to really press in. Yeshua would always rise early before everybody else. What time did he get up? He'd be up about, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning to to come and inquire of the Father. And look, my wife said to me on many occasions, I don't know how you do it. You know, we're we're going all day and it gets you get quite tired in the evening and all of a sudden it's like the fire of the spirit hits me and I have the ability to press forward. You know, sometimes I mess up my words. I can't work out, you know, what's fiction and non-fiction and science fiction and stuff like that from last night's broadcast. So forgive the little errors in the speech in the middle of the night. But, you know, we're going to press forward anyway and praise the name of Yeshua, you know. Where are we going? A made-up mind. That's where we're going. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the gospel, uh, you know, that we see in the Torah. We started yesterday. We never even got to Joshua chapter 4. You know, we want to flow with the Spirit, and that's what's important. Um, But, you know, we are going to come to Joshua chapter 4 tonight, I think. Well, at least that's the plan. Um, But more than anything, we want to just be led by the Ruach HaKodesh. We want to capture over these 40 days if you're just joining us you've not been with us for the last 12 days join in from now and let's press in together i believe that we can see strongholds broken we can see the release of the ruach hakodesh we need the spirit's power within our lives to uh, bring uh, release into the promises that the Father has given us. We come against deferred hope. There, there's, a, there's a time right now where you might feel imprisoned because of all the assignments that the enemy has, has against you. And this is the hour for deliverance. This is the, the hour for breakthrough. So do not be discouraged. Don't think it's all over. You know, <clears throat> because what have we talked about? The key is that you stand longer than your trials, that you stand longer than the storm, you stand longer than the battle. So when you've done all to stand and you can't stand any longer in the physical realm, we stand in the Spirit, hallelujah, because we are tapping into the resources of the kingdom. Praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, we've got Yogi joining with us as well. Thanks for joining with us. Good to see you. So, right, let's just get to the place of prayer tonight and just lift this time before the Father. Father, I want to thank you for this day, that it is not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit. And, Father, as we come around the Scriptures, as we come to fellowship together, we thank you for the Sabbath rest. We thank you for time in your presence. And Father, we want to walk into this new week 
empowered by the Spirit. We don't want to see the same troubles that we saw last Sunday. We don't want to see the same troubles of of yesterday, but we want to see a continually moving forward and breaking forward and, and just supernatural release. We are not walking in the fullness of your promises. And Father, what we ask that we will continue on the journey of life, the journey that you have called us in. We will have mountaintops, we will have valleys, and we praise you in all of these places. We consider it pure joy no matter what we face, Father. We thank you that if you be for us, who can be against us? And Father, we just we just stand upon the word and as we share, I just ask you just to, to guide our steps tonight and that uh, you will just minister to all of us by the power of your spirit in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So <clears throat> over these past days, we're talking about Joshua. We're talking about going to places. Uh, you know, uh, being in places where we have never been before. We've got to step out. And the importance of not being stagnant in our walk, in our journey. You know, many, many times fear will grip you and fear will stop you moving forward. But, you know, how determined are you to break through? How determined are you to see the words of Yehovah fulfilled within your life? What's the Father saying to you? You know, we don't need people to confirm those words. You know, we just need the agreement of the Spirit. And yes, it is a blessing to have the counsel of others and support of others, uh, you know, in the direction and the, the way we walk with Yahovah. But the bottom line is this. What's the Father saying to you? What happens if the Father gives you a word and, you know, it's not uh, it's not something that's going to get agreement from other men, or other men, but it's something that you are called to walk in, you know? So we just want to... Uh, tune in to what the Father is saying and understand that it's important that we've got to get our supplies ready. We've got to get in that place where we are ready to walk into the new. And just as the children of Israel stood at the, the foot of the Red Sea, the Red Sea, just picture what they went through. You know, they were in fear and terror. Why? Because Pharaoh and his army is coming to wipe them out. You, you go and get those people, either bring them back or kill them. And the children of Israel are in fear and terror. They had no idea. They had nowhere to go. There was no way of escape. And what do we know from the scriptures? That the Father where there is no way. You know, he makes a way where there is no way. And, you know, Moses cries out and he proclaims by faith, you know, stand firm. You're going to see the deliverance of a mighty God. He is going to, you know, deliver you from this uh, th- this attack of Pharaoh. He had no idea what was going to happen. And what did the father say? He rebuked Moshe. He said, he, he said, why are you crying out to me? He said, what is in your hand? That staff of testimony was in his hand. And he said, stretch your hand out over the sea and the sea will part. And the children of Israel came through on dry ground. And it should have taken them 40 days 
to enter into the land. But what happened? They got salvation. They got deliverance. They went through the mikvah. They were being cleansed. They had everything being set up for them. You know, the environment was being set up to bless them, to bring them into the kingdom reality and the kingdom promises. But before you walk into the fullness of the kingdom, before you walk into the full experience of what it truly means to be free, you have to go through the wilderness. You can't evade the wilderness experience. You've got to go through the wilderness. So what's going to be in your heart? Are you going to be those who are uh, bitter and twisted and uh, uh, angry at Yehovah? What, you brought me out here for what? Where am I meant to go now? I don't understand what to do with my life. I've just given up my old life. I've given up life of drugs. I've given up, you know, whatever type of life you have come from. And then you're standing there in the wilderness and you're seeing the signs and the wonders and miracles of Yehovah. You have the provision of a mighty God, a pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. You have your food delivered to you. Talk about an environment for you to feast, for you to be prepared, for you to be culturally transformed. You know, you're adopted into the kingdom. The gospel is the gospel that was given to Abraham. I'm going to give you a land. Why? Because back in Genesis, Adam and Eve, when they failed, when they sinned, they were kicked out of the garden. The ground will be cursed. You're not going to be blessed. You're going to have to toil it with your own sweat, (laughs) you know, to get fruit and to get results. You're going to have to toil that ground all the way through. And, you know, Abraham, you're the answer. I'm going to raise you up, not just to be a blessing for your your own seed, but to be a blessing for the entire nations because I'm going to graft everybody into you because you are, uh, you are the father of the faith. You're the father of the faith and I'm going to use you to reestablish the land. Why? Because we are born on the earth to uh, uh, have dominion on the earth. And the whole purpose of Yeshua coming is to bring restoration to fallen man. And it's not, you know, get me out of here. You know, uh, I can't wait to get to heaven. What a glorious day that will be. <laughs> you know, all the songs we used to sing back in the old days, you know. <sighs> I was trying to think of some of the old songs. They're just not coming to me right now. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm not singing those songs anymore. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it, it's like I said yesterday, where is the vision of the believer? All we're trying to do is get out of here. Oh, this is it. This is going to be it. You know, the, the church is all ready for the rapture. There's no preparation to invest in the next generation. There's no love and care on how we are ministering forward with the purposes of the kingdom. No, we're just trying to get, oh, I've just got to get back to the roots. I've just got to understand the roots. Well, here's the reality. We understand the roots. Now it's time for us to get back to the fruits. It's it's time for us to produce fruits showing that we are his disciples and walking in his ways. And I tell you what, I don't know if that excites you, but that blesses me. And that's another opportunity to get the thumbs up there, you know, as we rejoice in the fruits of the Spirit. Are, Are we ready for the signs and wonders and miracles? Are we ready for the dead to be raised? Are we ready for the supernatural healings that are so transforming that the news channels will have to broadcast the incredible miracles that are taking place? 
Are we ready to see the manifestation of the kingdom on earth? Our Father which art in heaven. This is how Yeshua said we have to pray. It's not the Lord's prayer. It's the prayer of the disciples. Hallelujah. This is your prayer. This is my prayer. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your name is high and lifted up. There is no name above your name. Hallelujah. At the name of Yeshua, every knee must bow. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And this is the order and the reason why we are here. We are here to bring the kingdom. You know, we are not from here. We have been sent here. (laughs) We have been uh, born into this earth to dominate and to bring the kingdom of Yehovah for the rule of heaven to rule in earth. So when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. What type of statement is that? It's a statement of war against the systems, the cosmos of this world. It is war against the systems of the world. Hallelujah. But we are called to be... We're called to be integrated into the systems, but we are bringing the kingdom into the systems of the world so that we see the life and the blessing of Yehovah manifest within the nations of the world. But guess what? Majority of believers in past generations, because we've had had a false gospel, it's not that what they've been preaching isn't biblical. You know, these are elements of the blessing of uh, the good news of the gospel. These are, uh, you know, important factors. We we thank you, Father, for uh, the gift of tongues. We thank you, Father, for um, being born again of the Spirit. And, you know, you, you just go through the whole list. But these were not the things that Yeshua taught. You know, what an opportunity at the feeding of the 5,000 to get everybody to bow their head and just say the prayer after Yeshua. You know, look, just all bow your heads. You know, I just fed you with, you know, 25,000 people, five little loaves, two little fish. And guess what? We collected 12 baskets at the end. Just bow your heads. I just want you to pray this prayer and ask me to come and live in your heart. And glory, glory. You know, if you prayed the prayer, lift your hand. Come on down the front and we want to welcome you into the family. Why did he not do that? What was the message, the, the, the first message that he delivers that we see in Matthew chapter 4, which we referred to yesterday? And I'm going over this. And Why am I going over this? This is important stuff that we really get this within our spirit. And what was the message of Yeshua? It was repent for the kingdom of Yehovah is at hand. Some translations say it is near. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. And all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the gospels, you know, what's the message of Yeshua? It is all about the kingdom. And as we look at these 12 stones, you know, we have Livingstone Torah outreach and our our focus is, can we find the gospel within the Torah, within the scripture? Yes, we can. And we want to we, we want to apply the gospel to our lives and we want to know the fullness of the gospel. So the gospel that Yeshua taught the good news is restoration, restoring us back to our place, to where we are called to be. You know, it's not restoration if he restores us back to another place. That's not that's not restoration, that's placement, you know. Uh, you know, that's that's moving, you know. 
So we say in Scotland, flitting. You know, you're moving home, you're flitting. Where are you moving to? No, but we are called to be restored. The Father is bringing us back so we will have the ability to uh, rule and reign like was given to Adam and Eve. I'm giving you dominion over uh, the birds, the seas, the plants, the animals, uh, you know, over the earth. I'm giving you dominion over all these things. And, you know, that's why people have a problem uh, of, of people ruling over them because you were never meant to be ruled over by any person. You're called to rule over all, all of the areas of this world, you know. So, you know, that's why people get, you know, offended when you're telling them what to do and stuff because we're not meant to be um, uh, ruled over. We're meant to be those who are ruling. So where is our ruling spot? Where has the Father called us to rule and through this time, I want us to grow in the Spirit so we can press forward and capture who the Father has called us to be. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be ruled by plants. So listen, if you've got a problem with smoking, you know, well, if you if you use the word addiction, you know, you might smoke a couple and it might mean nothing to you to lay them down. But if you're addicted to nicotine and to, to cigarettes, guess what? You are being ruled by a plant. If you're addicted to alcohol or have problems with alcohol, you are being ruled by plants, okay? If, you're, if you've got problems with obesity, you know, you are being ruled by, uh, you know, by the wrong things, you know? So we are called to rule and reign in Messiah. So we've got to get delivered from these things. We want our testimony to be strong, to stand upon his promises. So anyway, we're going to read from Joshua chapter 4. A little bit of side salad there, but it's all important for the kingdom. Hallelujah. Uh, so they, they come to the Jordan. We read in chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, Now the Jordan is at flood stage. <laughs> All during harvest. This is what I love about this. I love about the timing that they're about to cross over. It's like, how difficult can the circumstances be that Yahovah has to break through? And in, in our natural eyes, we look at it and we're like, what are you talking about? How's this going to happen? Look at the children of Israel when they're out in the, the, the wilderness, in the desert. They're thinking, hey, you know, how are we going to get water? Where's the water going to come from? Look at all these people. Uh, and they're panicking and they're, they're, they're calling out to, to Moshe uh, to bring forth the water. And Moses is coming to the Father uh, and asking for the water to come forth. And we see the miracles of provision. Hallelujah. It's incredible. So it's high flood. It's at flood stage. The water's going fast. You know, it requires you to trust and every time there's a change coming within your life, every time there's a shifting that's taking place, I can guarantee you, you know, what's going on around you is going to escalate to the highest point where you think there is no way of breakthrough but Yahovah, but God. He can do it. Yes, he can. Even in the midst of the high floods, he can do it. Why? His word has gone forth. And I want to ask you a question. Has the word of Yahovah gone forth in your heart, in your life? Do we know who we are? Do we know our purpose? And these might be some of the questions that you're really pressing in because maybe the vision that you've been focused on has been the wrong vision. It's been from the concept of this is my vision for me and you spend all your time focused on the vision for you. 
But when I came to the land of Israel, I spent my time in prayer and I just got before the Father and I said, Father, what are you doing here and what's my part? And I want to encourage you, wherever you're watching from, whatever country you are in, I want you to ask the Father, what are you doing in the area where you live and how can you be a part of bringing the kingdom to your community? Instead of sitting, just getting uh, fat on the word and studying the scriptures and getting back to the roots, let's, let's look at how we get to the fruits. Let's look at how we are pressing forward for the kingdom. Hallelujah. So the Jordans that flood, you know, and I love what happens, uh, you know, when uh, the priests get their feet wet and step into the water, and the water recedes. It goes all the way back to Adam. Now, isn't that just incredible? You know, it goes all the way back to Adam in the vicinity of Zeraphon. You know, it couldn't have been planned any better because what are we doing? We're talking about the restoration. We're talking about walking into the promised land. This is the promise that was given to Abraham. Remember, Abraham was given that multi-million dollar check and he couldn't cash it. He had to wait four generations before they could walk into the promises that were given to Abraham. And the water goes all the way back to Adam. Hallelujah. So we get delivered coming out of Egypt. We get delivered from the strongholds of Hasatan, the greatest influences of the demonic on the earth cannot stand against the true one and only God. And, and the children of Israel, in their place of weakness, they couldn't have got any weaker. They were brought all the way down to slavery. So you might think, I'm so weak, I don't even know if I have the ability to move forward. I have no resources to move forward. Then it's time for us to engage in, uh, in the, uh, the currency of heaven, which is faith. And the other day when we talked about that word, it's not about how big is your faith, how, how much can we grow our faith. If it's the size of a mustard seed, it's so powerful it can move mountains. So what are we looking for? We're looking for the presence of faith within our lives. And I just want to ask you this question. When you're in the tough place, stop looking at your circumstances and the situation and letting your situation and what you're going through dictate to how you respond. Now you look it in the face just like David into the face of Goliath. You uncircumcised Philistine. You're coming against my God and I'm a covenant keeper. So you're going to fall. You can't stand because I'm in covenant with the creator of the universe. Now are you in covenant? If you are born again of the spirit, you're in covenant with the creator of the universe. You are an ambassador. You carry the full weight of the kingdom of Yehovah everywhere you go. So what do you face? You think it's too big for Yehovah? Come on, you've just got to speak it out and say, you know what, Father, my situation, it doesn't matter how um, devastating it may be, how, how great the crisis, the trauma, no matter what you face, Father, you are able and I believe you, and I trust you. You are able, and you will bring me through. You will bring us through at this time. So stand upon his promise. In the presence of faith, you will see 
the, the victory. And in, in chapter 4, in verse 1, it says, When the whole nation, we're reading from Joshua, if you just tuned in, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, Yehovah said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. Hallelujah. I love what it says. When the whole nation had finished crossing. You know, we have some of these teachings that talk about, are you the bride of Christ or are you just a wedding guest? Let me tell you something. Everywhere I see, when they were coming out of Egypt, it was the whole nation. When they're, you know, for the covenant, the ketubah, the marriage covenant uh, in Exodus chapter 19 and 20, it's the whole nation. Who was married? Who was married to Yudhe to Yeshua? Who married Yeshua at Mount Sinai? The whole nation, every one of them. And then what do we see here at the crossing? When the whole nation had finished crossing. <laughs> so I want to tell you something, you know, you know, Yes, you, it's by your works you'll receive different crowns, different blessings, different stuff like that. But you cannot lose your identity or who you are in the bride of Messiah. You cannot be a wedding guest. If you are in him, you are married to him. Hallelujah. So, you know, sometimes we've got problems with interpretations of different teachings. And I want to encourage you that we don't want to be connected to false teaching that we want to uh, divide the scriptures and identify what the word is saying. And I love what it says, call the 12. And we talked about the 12 in the chapter before, on chapter 2. But what's important about 12, it represents each tribe. Because what is the father doing? He is setting up his kingdom structure on the earth. You know, 12 is the number of government. Hallelujah. Take 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right, right where the priest stood, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. That was Joshua chapter 3, verse 12. One from each tribe and said to them, Go over before the ark of Yehovah your Elohim into the middle of the Jordan, each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of Yehovah. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Never forget. And we look at the gospel that we're preaching, uh, you know, today, and we're not dealing with these key elements of what is taking place. You know, this is the Father saying, I'm bringing you into the land. And he understands us. He knows that we forget. He knows that... In the current circumstances, we, we, we forget the blessings of what the Father has done before. 
And we need to be continually reminded. That's why I love the, the blessing of, of daily coming together to exalt his name, to lift up his name, to remember what he has done. So we have this memorial. We want to teach it to our children. We want to pass this on to the next generation and bring the blessings of Yehovah before the next generation as well. But we have got to keep in the place where faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Yehovah. Well, brother, I just, I don't know. I don't have faith. I just don't have faith. And I want to encourage you that you've got to get in the Word. You know, I love uh, listening to the audio Bible and I have it playing all the time and I'm praying in the Spirit, listening to the Word and, and just going through whole books of the Bible and, and listening. It's such a blessing. The Word is a blessing. Then things will come out and I take notes and I, I have whole lists of notes of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And, I, and I'm asking Him continually, give me words, help me to understand what you are saying. And there's something very powerful about what happens here and it's something that's not really taught that much. But, you know, let's just move on to what is being said. So we've got this memorial that's been set up for Israel forever. Forever. Hallelujah. So in verse 8, So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took the twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of tribes of the Israelites as Yehovah had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them, um, with them to their camp where they put them down. And then verse 9, you know, focus on this right now. So we see the first set of 12 stones that are a memorial. Something that's on the ground that you can physically see. And then something's happening in this verse 9, which, you know, is not preached a lot. It's not shared a lot. It's not talked about a lot. In verse 9, Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who had carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. So what happened is another 12 stones were piled together. And when the priests walked out and immediately the waters started to flow, there was 12 stones that no longer are seen. But yet there's a testimony that's been delivered with these 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan. They're not seen. They're not something that you can look at for remembrance. But we're going to come back to that in a minute. I just want to get the context of the story and then we'll build on that. Verse 10. Now the priest who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything Yehovah had commanded Joshua was done by the people just as Moshe had directed Joshua. The people hurried over and as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of Yehovah and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. The men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribes of Manasseh crossed over armed in front of the Israelites as Moshe had directed them. About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before Yehovah to the plains of Jericho for war. Now, isn't it interesting? You've got these 40,000 uh, uh, armed, dangerous military that's going over in front of them. They're armed for war. But when we get to the place of Jericho, then what type of weapons are used 
to fight the battle? Do you think it's the bat the the weapons that they are uh, coming over with? They're not even used. But when the walls came down, they went in and they basically cleansed the entire place, and that's when it was used. But we see we still need the hand of Yahovah in battle, even though we might have the tools of war. We still need Yahovah. Hallelujah. Verse 14, that day Yehovah exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel and they revered him all the days of his life just as they had revered Moses. Then Yehovah said to Joshua, command the priests carrying the Ark of the Testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of Yehovah. No sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. No sooner. Let me tell you something. When you're walking in the miraculous, when you are walking on that uh, riverbed because it's opened up before you, you're walking on a miracle. And the devil, Hasatan, he is not allowed to walk on your miracle. So it doesn't matter who's harassing you. It doesn't matter what assignment's coming against you. If you will just cross over, if you'll identify the crossing point and cross over, you will see deliverance of Yehovah. You will see the victory. But we need to do what happened at the Red Sea when the children of Israel crossed over and all of uh, uh, the Egyptian and Pharaoh's army, they're coming through. What were they doing? Walking on the miracle of the Israelites. It's a miracle of Yehovah. And what did the Pharaoh say? Shut the sea. And he put his hand over, shut the sea. And what happened to the, the Pharaoh's army? They were destroyed. They were wiped out. Why? Because they had no legal right to walk on the miracle that Yehovah had prepared. That's why you can fake being a Christian. Listen to me and, and make sure we catch this. You can fake being a Christian, but you cannot fake the kingdom. If you attempt to fake the kingdom, it will literally kill you because you're operating in a realm that's outside of this natural realm. Hallelujah. So that should excite us, you know, to to recognize where we are. If you are born of the Spirit, don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't you worry about any uh, attack of the enemy. There, there is nothing that uh, can destroy you, that can take you out, because, you know, you are eternal. Hallelujah. Oh, they might take your body. They might kill you, you know. But, you know, we're going to rise again with Yehovah. Why? Because we are redeemed. We are eating partaking from the tree of life. We have eternal life. Hallelujah. So we recognize that the floodwaters come all of a sudden. And, you know, there's, there's two good things about this. Number one, you've walked through in a place you've never walked before. You get to the other side. It took a miracle just to get you there. And then everything closes up behind. So guess what? There's no way back. This is it. You are pressing forward. And what does it say in the scripture? You know, set your your hand to the plow. Do not look back. You know, you can't look back or you will not be worthy of the call of Yehovah over your life. You've got to stay fixed forward with your hand to the plow. And we see the, the waters closing. This is it. Come on. This is it. We are walking forward. God's got an army marching through the land. 
We're walking forward. There's no backwards. There's only forward. Hallelujah. Verse 19. On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped in Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For Yehovah your Elohim dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. Yehovah your Elohim did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea. And he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did so so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of Yehovah is powerful and so that you might always fear Yehovah your Elohim. He didn't just do this for, for Jewish people. Who did he do it for? He did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of Yehovah is powerful and that we have to fear Yehovah. If we ever are in fear, it's about the fear of the Lord. That's what keeps us right. That's what should keep our hearts functioning correct. Wow, what a blessed scripture. What a blessed uh, reflection of what we see from coming out of Egypt, that we see the exact same things happening. You know, look, uh, uh, we'll maybe get to verse 5. There's a few things that happen. Once you walk into the promised land, guess what? Manna stops. All those things that were taking you through the wilderness, they stop. They're no good. So your source and, and how you think you're going to function, when you're walking into the new, everything starts to change around you. It's not the same walk. It's not the same place. You're called to go and take dominion and walk this through. So I want to go back to these 12 stones. We see the blessing <clears throat> of the 12 stones being set up as a memorial where we can look at them and say, praise the name of Yeshua. Look at what happened at the crossing over uh, at uh, the Jordan. Hallelujah. And then what do we see here in verse 9? Joshua set up 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who had carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. Well, there was something that was buried and I want to just turn to the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 18. It was a psalm we ministered on the other day. It's one of the largest uh, psalms uh, outside of 119. Um, anyway, in verse 16 it says, He reached down from on high and took a hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. Hallelujah. He rescued me. From my powerful enemies, from my foes who were too strong for me. I just want to make a declaration that the Father is going to rescue you out of the deep. And listen, this is my personal testimony. You know, he reached down from on high and he took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. When I was, when I was drowning in the, uh, the Red Sea, down in a lat, it was, it was supernatural how Yehovah rescued me. 
And Yahovah, he is faithful. This is my testimony. This is my story. Hallelujah. He is faithful. He will give us the ability to, you know, walk in his deliverance. But what, what do we see in the midst of these waters? You know, the flooding of the earth. What do we see? What, what, what is the waters? When the waters cover something over, what is it doing? It's bringing judgment. It's bringing end. It's, it's saying, this is not how it's going to be. So what do these 12 stones that were left where the, the, the priests and the Ark of the Covenant uh, was held up uh, for the parting of the waters. What do these 12 stones represent? Do they represent the generation of before who died in the wilderness as a sign? You're not crossing over. You're not going to be remembered. You, you went through the judgment because of your disobedience. Just as we see the waters flooding the earth because of the sin on the earth. And we've got to, we've got to, in the mikvah, we've got to be buried in Messiah so that we rise again in him. We have to be drawn up from the water. We have to be drawn up. And when we cross through these miraculous moments, and listen, it is miraculous. The born again experience is miraculous. To receive the Messiah, to be born again of the Spirit is miraculous. Hallelujah. And we need to go through the mikvah. We need to be mikvah baptized in the name of Messiah, and come through and out the other side and recognize who he is and what he has done in our lives. We also see in the life of Jonah. Look at what happened to Jonah. Oh, I'm not taking that word to those Ninevites. Man, <laughs> you know, they're the, the most evil of the evil. Man, they make human, uh, they make furniture out of human skin. Yeah, how disgusting is that? Man, this is, the, these Assyrians, man, Ninevites, they are so evil. These are horrible people. And the Father gives them a word, go tell them to repent. I'm not going to go tell them. You go tell them yourself. So what's Jonah going to do? He's going to go take a trip, get in a boat, and go as far away from the word of Yahovah that he can get. And I want to encourage you, what's the word of Yahovah over your life? Don't be on a journey going as far away as you can get from the word because guess what's going to happen? The flood waters are going to start pouring and you might think it's going to be the end, but the Father's going to have you thrown overboard for what purpose? To, to capture you in the whale and bring you back to the place where you need to be, the place of obedience. And it's in the place of the despair. It's in the place of the brokenness. It's in the place of loss that sometimes we realize, wow, are we walking over in the wrong direction? You know, and we can have the weight of the anointing, the call of Yahovah, and still be missing things in such huge ways. And that's why we've got to press in and, and, and just be accountable before Yahovah and, and say, Father, help me in the midst of, of this. Help me to make the right decisions and uh, on the steps that I take, you know, so that I can do what is right. And let me tell you something sometimes it's not easy. It's it's not easy to walk by faith because you're making declarations that sounds like in the natural foolishness. But we stand upon the promises of Yahovah. So anyway, we've got the deliverance song of Moses and the people in Exodus chapter 15. And, you know, what does it say here? It says, uh, verse 1, I will sing to Yahovah for he is highly exalted. The horse and rider... He hurdled into the sea. Yahovah is my strength and my song. 
He has become my salvation. And that's what we're talking about here uh, in verse 17 of Psalm 18. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. So it's not about your strength. It's not about your ability. Greater is he that's in you that's, than he that's in the world. This is, this is part of the good news of the kingdom. Hallelujah. When we recognize who we are in Messiah, we are being called out. Are you called out? Are you a called out one? Or are you just a, I, I'm just a receiver? You know, look, back in the day I used to, you know, do amateur radio and CBs, you know, citizen band radios. And, you know... I had like a powerful receiver that I used to use for tracking different things, but I, I couldn't make a call on that. It was just a receiver. But my other uh, uh, equipment was, uh, you know, I, I was able to call out and receive. I had both-way communication. And we are not called just to be a receiver, but we're called to be those who are called out, that can call out, that can be part of what the Father has called us to be. We need the communication reconnection with the Father. So like Jonah, where are we today? Are we in a place where we are on that walk, you know, from the shores of Akko all the way to, you know, effectively Iraq, where it is today, where Nineveh would have been? Think of that journey, you know, as we look at the children's version, the children's story version of Jonah and the whale, it's like, you know, the whale brings... Jonah up, spits him out. He falls on the beach of Nineveh and just walks straight in. And, hey, look at me. I'm all bleached out. I've just been in the middle of a whale. No, that's not what happens. He's spat out somewhere in the region of Akko, and he walks all the way. How long did it take him to walk? I don't know, maybe three weeks, two, three weeks, a month. But he didn't look like he just fell out a whale. So he wasn't going to use that testimony. He might have shared it, but his word was repent. Repent before the judgment comes. So the water we see here is bringing forth judgment. For the horse and rider that are hurdled into the sea, Exodus chapter 15. Yehovah is my strength, my song. He has become my salvation. He is my Elohim, and I will praise him. My father Elohim, and I will exalt him. Hallelujah. Yehovah is a warrior. Yehovah is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurdled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. Here's the key. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. They sank to the depths like a stone. And, you know, that's what we see in, in Joshua chapter 4 here. You know, put these stones... In, in, the, this, in the bed of the river, he didn't say put some little blindsides, you know, tie a little string and have them floating so that we can identify the point. No, he put them down. No one's going to see them. Is it judgment? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that, that's what uh, this is about, the judgment of Yahovah. So we recognize what happened before us. And what do we get out of this as well? You know, stop dwelling on the past and where you came from. Ah, uh, you know, you don't you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what my parents took me through. You don't know what was going on in the previous generations. And 
I'm trying to get through these generational curses and stuff. Let me tell you something. You cross over. Hallelujah. You leave those stones at the bottom of the Jordan of the past and let the judgment of Yahovah deal with those things and, and you watch the waters cover over immediately so the enemy has no way to walk on your miracle and on the blessings that the Father has in store for you. And you're going to see an incredible move of the Spirit. So stop looking at the past and trying to say that the past is the reason why you can't function properly today. Come on. That's not the excuse. Yes, we might have events that's happening in the past that's affecting us. Yes. But from a faith standpoint, it's not going to stop us. So it might be things that's caused hindrance. Well, well, because you've got a generation that just had to wait in the wilderness until the previous generation passed away. So of course it affected them. So you have the effects. You have all of that. But when you cross over, now we have a new Memorial. Now we have a new testimony. Hallelujah. To, to, to recognize it wasn't just about the Red Sea. It's also about the Jordan. And, and oh, no, no, no. We're, we're, just, we're just beginning. We're just beginning. We're just coming over to take the land. We're not going to camp at Gilgal and say, this is it. Oh, hallelujah. Set up the tents. We're going to live here. Don't worry about Jericho. <laughs> well, listen, if you don't deal with the enemy around you, the enemy's going to come and deal with you. So we need to be vigilant in prayer. We need to be vigilant in how we live our lives, how we function, that we get home of the, we, we get ho uh, hold of the word of Yehovah for our lives so that we know how to apply them. And every time we come together, I want us to catch the importance that it's not just about you and me. It's about the body of Messiah. What are we? Living stones. Hallelujah. The Father is bringing us together as living stones. That we are the temple of the Most High. That we are part of the bricks that come together. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need to walk together. And it's just such a blessing to walk with others that we don't have to be in isolation. Yes, I want to get to the place where everything is not done over social media and it's such a blessing to meet in local areas. And I'm praying that the Father uh, will raise up groups all over the world so we can all be fellowshipping together, walking together, working together and growing together in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. That's what I want to see. And it's going to happen. As the body of Messiah grows in the nations of the world, it's going to happen. So the point of, of Joshua chapter 4 is to remember what the Father is doing, to remember where he's taken us, but also to recognize what has gone behind us. And to say that is, that's buried, that's in the bottom of the Jordan, when you go down in Messiah, you rise up. Guess what? The old life is gone. Hallelujah. You are walking into the new. And maybe you try to grab a whole bunch of baggage and you try to carry that baggage into the new. Then hear the word of Yahovah. Let it go. Let it go and just be free and walk in the new. Why? You might have had all the burdens in the wilderness, but now you're crossing over into the promised land. And you're not just crossing over in the promised land and, oh, wow, look, I just ended up in the resort of the Holy Land. No, there's an enemy in the land. There's, there's uh, 
strongholds. There's evil people in the land, and, and we need to get those people out. Why? Because we are called with dominion to, uh, you know, the, the earth. The, the earth is crying out for the saints, crying out for, for the called out ones to rise up and redeem the earth. Hallelujah. So we should be involved in every aspect of society. We should be involved in business. We should be involved in politics. We should be involved in sports. We should be involved in entertainment. We should be involved in every uh, economic channel that there is to be bringing the kingdom. Hallelujah. So you might you, you might not be of the world. You know, you're, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Hallelujah. But we represent the kingdom of Yehovah. So let's identify what our calling is. And over this time, I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying an acceleration of the call of Yehovah over our lives that we will see supernatural alignment, that we will be able to function in a greater and more prosperous way, that the fruits of the Spirit will be uh, real in our lives, that we will be extremely fruitful, showing ourselves to be disciples of a mighty God. So you might be putting your hands to things and it's not working. You might be trying to do stuff and you're not seeing prosperity. You're not being blessed. And you're thinking, Father, what, what, why am I stuck in this impoverished place? Do you believe that the Father can release you into a whole new dimension? Because it's his will and it's his purpose that we are blessed to be a blessing. So we, we, we come against the spirit of lack. We come against the, the, the wrong mindset. And we ask, Father, to align us by the spirit to, uh, to be who the Father's called us to be in the communities that he has called us to. Thank you, Father. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. Let the weak say, I am strong because of what Yehovah has done. What has he done? Come on. What has the Father done for you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And listen, let me tell you something. I'm preaching this message in the midst of the battle. I've got so much fiery furnaces going on around me. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in places that you'd think, well, how are you even going to move? But let me tell you something. I am not going to shrink back in Yeshua's name. I'm going to stand and I'm going to preach the gospel, minister the truth, and the truth of the message of the kingdom will bear fruit. Why? Because I've been here before. I've been in places where you, you recognize the assassination attempts of the enemy. You recognize the breaking down. The, you know, what does the enemy come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. So let me tell you something. If the enemy's coming against you, what's he going to come against you to do? To steal. To steal. To steal. Let me say again. To steal, just in case you didn't hear me. He's coming to steal. So if you're recognizing the enemy stealing things from you, then we just say, stop in the name of Yeshua. You're not going to rob from me anymore. No, you give back what you're stealing. You know, what about the, the verse that says, Yehovah will restore the years the locusts have stolen? Years. Well, not two weeks, not one attack. No, years. So you might be getting pushed down because the Father's lifting you up. But to lift you up, he's got to put you through. You've got to come through the wars. You've got to come through the experience. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Because we know, hallelujah, we know that the testing of our faith 
uh, is important. And we've got to come through those tests. And we rejoice in the midst of the tests. And look, all tests are not easy. You know, you, you go to boot camp in the military, you can't, you can't choose your test. Well, you know, officer, I don't really like this test. Um, what, what, you want me to go under the barbed wire in the muddy, wet water? Well, I've got my clean uniform on. That's just not appealing to me. You know, you don't have any option. You're in boot, boot camp. Soldier, get down, get through, climb over that wall, whatever you've got to do. They don't, they don't care about your feelings. They don't care about what you think. So what we've got to do in the training in the spirit, we've got to recognize you might face things you don't like. Well, I just don't like this. Well, okay. How are we going to get to maturity? That, that means you've got to get your hands dirty. That means you've got to start doing things that you don't want to do. I know that's a word for someone right there. Well, I'm just sitting back on my royal throne trying to work things out. And, you know, hopefully everything will be okay before Yeshua arrives. <laughs> Come on. Let's get our hands dirty. Let's be those who are doers of the word. Proclaim and walk in it to see the victory of Yehovah. So I'm standing because it's time for the victory of Yehovah. I'm not shrinking back. I've been here too many times before. I've been on this road. This might be a different road, different place, different time, different things. Devils are robber. He's stealing. He wants to kill and he wants to destroy. So we just speak right now. We come against the schemes of the enemy. We say you have no permission to steal. Come on, speak it out. Hasatan, you have no permission to steal anything in my life. And I call back everything that you're stealing. And you thief, you have to pay back seven times what you have stolen from me. For, for where there has been death, we, we just say, you are not going to, that spirit of death, I break you in Yeshua's name. You're going to have no effect. Where that spirit of death is attacking, we say, stop in Yeshua's name. We speak over cancers, over disease. Go in Yeshua's name. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm a child of the Most High Elohim, and I am not going to lie down to sickness and dis-ease. I am not going to end up in death. I'm going to live and proclaim the promises of Yehovah. Even in the place where I was drowning in the Red Sea. I gave up. I said, okay, Father, I, I, I'm, I'm done. And then I had an open vision right in front of me. And I saw my gravestone. And on it, it says, Kenny Russell dies in the Red Sea with the Egyptians. And something hit me by the power of the Spirit. It wasn't just something. It was the Ruach HaKodesh. It was the hand of Yahweh saying, I'm drawing you out. I'm drawing you out. And supernaturally, I was able to get the water out of my lungs and get out of the water. Why? Because the testimony. Why are you where you are? You're born for such a time as this. I didn't come to Israel to die in the Red Sea with the Egyptians. I came here to proclaim the word of Yehovah and to walk in accordance with his will and his purposes and be a testimony to the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The destroyer. 
you know, what do we have? What, 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 you know, think, think from a military perspective. You've got those destroyers, those destroying ships. You know, what are they going to do? They're going to start blasting your assets and start destroying, <laughs> you know, wiping them out so that, you know, no one's getting the benefit of it. You know, it is wiped off the face of the earth. Is the enemy trying to destroy you? Is the enemy trying to destroy uh, things within your life? within family relationships, then we say restoration in the name of Yeshua. That destroying spirit, we break you in Yeshua's name. You have no permission to steal, you have no permission to kill, and you have no permission to destroy. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. If you're blessed and encouraged, hit the thumbs up. Another good time to hit the thumbs up right there. We're going to end there today. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word today, that it's really uh, uh, been the word that you needed to hear today, the 12 stones, the importance of these 12 stones. So if you're blessed and encouraged, you know, and you've got a testimony you want to share, if the Father is speaking to you, then I encourage you, go to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and uh, share what the Father is saying to you. You know, share your testimony. If you've got prayer requests, go to our intercession page. Uh, let me post the link there if you're not a member. Maybe you're tuning in right now and you're not a member. You can post your prayer requests here and we will stand with you. We will pray with you. We're here to counsel. We're here to help support you in your walk with Yahovah to see his kingdom come. And he's well done. So it's time to stand upon his promises. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to sow into good soil, and you, you, you know, we've been around for 30 years ministering the gospel. You've seen, you're walking with us. You know who we are, what we do. This is good soil to sow into. So if you want to sow financially, if you want to give on a regular basis, you can do that by going to buildthoseoffaith.com forward slash give. I ask you to pray for the ministry right now. You know, this is time where we are going to see a mighty move of the Spirit. So pray for us right now because we have just 10 days where we are meant to come up with, you know, crazy amounts of money. I'm not even going to share the amount of what needs to happen. But stand in the gap and say, Father, bring deliverance so we can continue to minister from the land of Israel. We are not going to shrink back. But we need your prayers. We need your support. So let's stand and let's see a mighty move of the Spirit of Yehovah. Hallelujah. All right, guys. Well, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Guess what tomorrow is? It is time for our Zoom call time for our time to to connect and interact uh, i will post out uh, a message uh, for the zoom call it, it goes out on our uh, on our email i sent out an email today so if you're on the email list you would have got the email today uh, with the list i'm just going to get a link for the newsletter update page uh, so if you're part of this link if you don't get emails from bulldozer faith Click on that link and, um, you know, you can be signed up. Um, I wonder if I can, well, I'll post on the intercession page the link. Um, yeah, so sign up there. I will send an email out tomorrow, so make sure you're signed up. If you don't have the link, uh, sign up for the newsletter so you get uh, emails from us and you'll get the link for the Zoom call. If you're not on Zoom, uh, then 
just go on the Builders of Faith intercession page and you can watch uh, the Zoom call and you can also type. And if you've got comments and things you want to say during the call, I'll have a page up where I can see what you are saying. So if you're not technically advanced and can't do Zoom, then I encourage you find a member of your family, get it on your phone, get it on your uh, computer or whatever so you can join us with Zoom. You know, and, and we're living in a day right now with this lockdown and everything. So many people are using Zoom. Even my mother's using Zoom. So if she can do it, you can do it. So download the app, get it on there so we can interact together. Because I really believe it's important that we get to share our hearts and fellowship together. All right. So time for the Zoom call is 9.30 Israel time. That's 7.30 UK time. That's 2.30 east coast time and then you can take it back to whatever country you're in and work it out for australia as well and uh, we look forward to connecting with you tomorrow and and come if you have a word or you have something you want to share a testimony a scripture you know we want things to be orderly and, and stuff as, as we come together but if you want to share that's the whole purpose of the call that we have an open forum to share together until tomorrow, shalom, shalom, hallelujah, and love and appreciate every one of you. Bye for now. Thumbs up, thumbs up on YouTube especially. Okay.